It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. And we're back. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trellum. With me, as always, is my brother from another mother. It's Trader Andy, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, my bro? What's up, JT? How we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This guy is got the baseball on the brain, man. Andy cannot get enough of it. The season's coming up. The rest of the fantasy industry is ignoring it like the plague or like COVID. Andy can't get enough. This guy is grinding like you wouldn't believe. So we had to get back on the air as fast as I can because he's got his notes are 400 pages long. And, and we got to start putting some of these into print and into the radio sphere and cross a couple of notes out. Right. So we could move on. Absolutely. To the next one. All right. I sleep about four hours a night and then the other 20, I'm just grinding. Someone has to give you the good information and it's changing every single day. Someone is getting sick. Someone's getting better. Someone ate Pablo Sandoval. It's just <laughs> everyone's coming in their best shape of your life. Um, like it's, it's ridiculous. So um, obviously I can come on here every day and talk about it. But obviously, since this isn't our real job, uh, I can't do that. So we're going to go from there. We're, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. Jeff, uh, what do you uh, feel like talking about first? Well, we mentioned COVID off the top, and that's going to be the prevalent theme throughout the whole season. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of taking a backseat on the baseball a little bit and letting Andy take the lead 100% on it. Because my heart's not in it like his is. He's full steam ahead. It just seems like this news breaks every day, and you don't know whether you should pivot, run, do what, and 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 it's going in 150 different directions. So, Andy, why don't you start running down a couple of the players? Let's talk about the ones that you're not down on. I know there's a okay. couple of players that have come down with COVID that you think is a, a positive situation for us for fantasy for this year. So, why don't you start off with a couple of those? All right. Well, the things that's, that have changed over the past couple of weeks is players are getting sick now. And some of them, a lot of them are coming back asymptomatic, meaning they don't have the symptoms that I had that weakens your body and does all that stuff and runs you down for weeks. You know, there's a couple of players that has happened to, and I, I'm going to avoid those in a little bit. But some of the players that uh, get it, obviously you have to look at it. We're in a 60-game season. All right. Uh, these players who are getting sick in the beginning of July, the end of June, and they're quarantined and then they're done. You really, I mean, there's nothing that says they're going to get sick again. You, I haven't heard anyone getting, getting this again. So guys like Charlie Blackman, Tommy Pham, Joey Gallo, DJ LeMayu, Sal Perez, Sano, and Erod. Those are the guys that I would definitely field target 60 game season you want to avoid any risk you can these players have already gotten it you don't have to worry about other people obviously these guys can opt out too like a lot of people yeah that's that's the problem is what if these guys just say like nah not for me bro it's possible yeah anything's coming from left field right field all over the place every day it's something different and we're trying to have as little risk drafting as possible right i think those uh, seven guys will probably do that the, the, the uh, only two i'd be a little sketchy on from the players you just mentioned mm-hmm. because they're all basically young elite athletes that 
there's a reason they're asymptomatic is because they have strong bodies and and you know they're in very good condition, so their body's going to fight it off. I don't know so much about Miguel Sano. He's got a little uh, little little chunk in the trunk there, you know. I, I I don't know exactly about him being healthy, and I mean Sal Perez is what, what's he seventy five years old by now. No, he's he's right around thirty. Yeah, but thirty. I mean, well, yeah. I, I don't know. That's all compared to some of the other ones. But the rest of these guys are rolling. You know, I, I guess Sal has just he's always injured, so I just kind of view him as an unhealthy person. But we'll see. So you're buying on all of these guys. You think they're all going to get into camp on time to ramp up? No issue. I mean, it, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good bet. I feel that uh, they can do that. Uh, Two guys that I'm very down on uh, are Freddie Freeman, who is, you know, he's definitely going to be delayed for the season. He's the the manager said the other day uh, that he's going to be out for a while. Uh, obviously, his wife's online uh, saying that he's improved a little bit, but it has been a, a very tough time. Well, for him. So, so what's going to have to happen is he's currently sick, so he's currently infected, and. You're supposed to quarantine for 14 days after after you're asymptomatic, correct? When, once once you're well, and he's going to have to show two consecutive negative tests before he's allowed back at camp at all. So, yeah, what do you think about what do you think about these tests? Because I don't want to really get into the medical part of this, but Joey Gallo tested positive twice and negative twice. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's it's a shit show, man. And and that's why Chris Bryant got pissed off the other day because they're saying it's taken nine days for for the test to come back. They're supposed to be getting tested every other day, but it takes nine days. So it's like, what's the point of testing me all this time when I'm not going to know the results for a week and a half? And, and I might have gotten my whole team sick by now. And and you don't even know about yep. it. And there was something I think I think you were telling me about it. That the the testers aren't even showing up to the camp and whatever, whatever what's supposed to be happening? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, a couple guys uh, and the the items for the didn't ship in time, and it, it was really bad. So yeah. uh, MLB's dropping the ball on this a little bit, uh, and we're gonna see. Hopefully, they can improve this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the it, it, it's Freeman's. Freeman's a tough pill to swallow because he's their team leader, but. They have a lot of talent on there. Do you have any kind of take on, let, let's say he misses a month, which is possible, which would be half the season. Yeah. How, yeah. You know, what do you see with how the at bats get 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 moved around on that? And keep in mind, you you have a universal DH now too, so there's additional at bats there. Yeah, well, I think that uh, what we're, what's going to happen is probably. I mean, all that talk about the Braves youngsters coming up they're not going to come up uh, I, I don't agree with that i think they're going to get some of bats for austin riley at first base i believe they're going to get some dh bats for andrew vall who had a good solid season for them when he came there and he's still not that old they, they have yonder alonzo on the on the roster too i love that guy I, don't I, 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 he's a perfect fill-in i i, I always loved him um, I, you know i mean they're, they're not going to bat him third but you move him down to seventh or eighth yeah, he's got the leadership qualities and everything. He's a veteran, been around. Uh, it, I, I think one of the big winners on the Braves because we didn't even mention Marquez, who had uh, opted out, right? Yeah, yep. Is Ender Inciarte the 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 big winner? I think you just said Adam Duvall too. 
Yeah, I mean, Enciarte, I mean, he'd be a good fit out in center field because they have a great pitching staff and they want to stay strong defensively up uh, up the middle. And uh, I, I think uh, – I don't really think it's going to matter too much. Uh, their pitching is very good. I just feel the NL East is just going to beat the hell out of each other. So um, it's, it's – well, we'll talk about the schedule in a minute, but they're playing all the AL East teams too, yeah, so well, – they're all going to be they're all going to be five games over five hundred. All of yeah, because they're just going to beat up on the Orioles and the Marlins and call it a day. Yeah, I think most of uh, the over unders in, in Vegas are like thirty two wins. That's, that's <laughs> like crazy. crazy. Everyone's going to be thir- There's going to be like 12, 32, and twenty eight teams. It's going right. to be crazy. What we're looking at into perspective, I bet the Phillies preseason to win eighty four and a half games, and I loved it. I said this is a a lock. There's not even going to be eighty four and a half games, my dude. Yeah. Right now, instead of recording, we should be watching an all-star game. It would have been this week, right? Yeah. We're basically at the all-star break, so we we would have been 90 or so games in right now. It's nuts. But instead, I'm looking, at, I'm, I'm looking at you talking about sticking cotton swabs up your nose. It's crazy. 60 right. games. I'll take it, though. And the other guy that I'm going um, to avoid, and this is going to this is gonna scare a lot of people, but Jesus Lazardo. That's a little scary. He was he was flying up the ADP. Yep. People were overdrafting him, and now he's come down sick, and he's got a quarantine, and he's going to be delayed, and he's a young arm, and he's never pitched more than five innings in his entire career since he got signed. Ever. So he's perfect for this season. <laughs> <laughs> you want to so. hear some crazy... Somebody I respect a lot on Twitter two or three days ago posted a poll and said, who do you want for the short season? Max Scherzer or Jesus Lazardo? And the results were like 55% to Mad Max. Okay. And I looked at it and I'm a, you know, I'm a Scherzer guy. Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. And, and how things change in 24 hours. It's crazy. So it's, I, I feel like it's going to happen again. What about, what about my team? My team's falling apart. My boy Kingery, my favorite player. He's healthy. He's ready. He's to go. getting there. He's yeah, getting there, but he was in bad shape. He was in bad shape in June. He's fully healthy. He's feeling strong. He'll be ready to roll. He posted a whole format of what his symptoms were from each day. And uh, he went through a lot. You know, he went through more than what I did. I mean, not more than what my mother in law went through, but, you know, yeah. He, yeah, he he went through a lot. But he's back. He says he's strong and he's going to be coming back very soon. Okay. Um, so. Let's give a, a quick preview on something coming up this week. Uh, we didn't uh, officially announce it on the air yet, but we launched our website this week. Uh, Andy's got two articles up there. One one is uh, on stock up, stock down, which a couple of them, those players we might talk about today. Another one is his uh, prospect corner, which he'll be doing a couple times a month moving moving forward, both for uh, you know future future rosters of yours and for this year. And one of the one of the next ones you're doing, the next prospect you're going to do is Spencer Howard, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll have that okay. Done, but so we're not going to we're not going to give him give away too much of the juice, but uh, we're looking at the fact that Nola got the Rona, yeah. And Zach Wheeler is trying to avoid giving the Rona to his kid, so yeah. he's a potential opt out, if not at least a delay, right? Yeah. At least there. a delay, and he's going to be behind. Yep. So Spencer Howard might be uh, 
might be looking good for the cracking that rotation, which I didn't believe in the beginning, but it's starting to look that way. Uh, that's yeah. the coach speak out, out of there. Yeah, it is. The whole thing is everything changes every single day. Things change. That's why you have to stay on top of this. And, uh, right. you know, Spencer Howard two weeks ago. Yeah. He, he probably wasn't going to get a shot. Maybe a six star. Now he might be a third starter. You never know. Uh, another thing that's changed is starting pitching. Okay. And when we first started talking about this with the delay and everything, every team was posting, oh, everyone's going to pitch the first two games, two to three innings. And now you're seeing Lance Lynn going six innings yesterday, Cole going five innings. Uh, all these guys are getting stretched out. Everyone's going to be ready for 75 to 100 pitches, they're saying. So there might not be those little starts that go two, three innings anymore. So that could be, a, that changed big time. Okay. All right. There are, there are a couple of teams you maybe want to talk about the rotation and how it might have shaped up a little bit differently over the last week or so. Well, uh, some some of the starting pitchers, I, I was actually just gonna, I was trying to uh, target certain pitchers on certain teams. With the sixty games, you can't miss an opportunity to get some wins and get some good stats. You can't take any rough patches. Like some of these teams have the worst schedules ever, and I'm going to avoid some of the teams. I'm going to avoid. I'm going to avoid the Angels, the Marlins, the Orioles, the Mariners, Rockies, and the Rangers. Those pitchers, I'm going to try to avoid. They have the worst schedule in baseball, and they're going to get beat up. And, you know, if you're looking for closers, don't take any closers on the Orioles. I love Hunter Harvey. They're going to have three. They're going to have three. They're going to win 10 games. 10 games. And they're going to win one or two blowouts. So you're looking at maybe three opportunities for Hunter Harvey to get a save. <laughs> oh my God. So those are the guys you're going to avoid. The teams that I'm looking to target, Tampa Bay, the Twins, the Indians, the Cardinals, White Sox, Dodgers. Those are some of the teams that I absolutely love, even the, the Yankees too. But all you just said was stay away from the pitchers on the shitty teams and get the guys on the good yeah. teams. But what else is it? Is it is it the schedule? Is it the ballpark? Is it the travel? What uh, what other factors are you seeing that are really affecting your, your oh, opinion? For, for instance, like the Rangers. I love Lance Lynn. He had 256 strikeouts last year. He was a workhorse. All right. But they're also, they have the, the worst travel schedule amongst us all. And that's like, they're traveling like 14,000 miles because there are their home teams and their local teams are not even near them. So they're going to be all over the map. So that's going to wear them down as well. Another, another thing with the schedule, I, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I saw, I'm looking at it. Dude, I, I don't think this schedule was written too intelligently. <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah like, of course not. Something as simple as like they they set the schedule up to try to limit travel and in, independent of the Texas situation. Why do the Phillies and the Yankees have a home and home for? Right? They play two games in, in in New York and two in Philly back to back. Just play the whole four games somewhere. Why are you get putting these people on a bus or a plane and exposing them to a whole nother group of people? That's just stupid. It doesn't what? make I any mean, sense. And it's all well, over the place. It's all over the place. Home and home. Yeah, but you got. They're a hundred something miles away from each other. Why do they have to make that travel? Just play four games well, the in home New York. Home field advantage and the fans. Oh, oh wait, wait. There is no fans. We there is no care. fans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that might be. I I I know this is a little crazy, and a lot of people are saying that the no fan piece is is going to be one of the biggest negatives of the season. I'm looking forward to it. 
there's things you know me and you are baseball purists where we played the game since before we could talk you know we uh, i i just look at it and the sounds of the game are going to come back and we're going to get to hear this out of the major league baseball players you're going to get to hear a 98 mile an hour fastball hit the glove yeah. the, you know you, you know the sa- the sound i'm looking forward to is after a nasty bat flip you hear the the ball hit the back of a seat in right yeah. field boom yeah, that, right and a, a crowd empty stadium the pitcher's looking over his head watching the ball go and then it smacks up against the chair boom 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 i can't wait to hear that that's going to be great they just posted that today with william contreras Take it. This is what a home run looks like with no one in the stadium. And he jacked one out to right center. It clubbed uh, the seat, made a loud noise. Oh, yeah. And he's running around and no one's making any noise. And he gives a fake high five to the third base coach. It, it was actually kind of funny. But that would be, you know, yeah. You, it's so weird. Like, you know, the walk off home runs, you're not allowed to touch anybody. So what are you going to do? You can't run over there and rip off Jose Altuve's shirt or Pete Alonso's shirt. So, well, his wife's not having that anyway, so so you know that's not going to happen. So it's going to be a lot of different things. Oh, oh, this is what another thing that was funny. Garrett Cole struck a guy out. Third base, uh, he threw down a third base. Once someone else touched it, they had to get rid of the ball. And Cole's like, "I want that ball. I like that ball." The next pitch he threw to Miguel Andrew, booyah! He gave up a field home run. Yeah, he, probably, he, he probably threw it eighty miles an hour to prove no, the point. No. <laughs> that was his only hit he gave up in five innings. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't well, think he's he like did in, that. He's, in, he's uh, ready for the season that. already. Okay. Real quick. The Dodgers pitching rotation, I want to break this down a little bit deeper. You brought them up. You said that's one of your targets. David Price mm-hmm. opted out. Okay. So let's yeah. talk through this. Obviously, Kershaw is going to get his full workload. Walker Bueller is SP1. He's almost a first rounder. So we're not worried about these two guys. But there's a lot of interesting pieces. We talked about Dustin May last time. And we talked about him being a great target as somebody that might start as a relief pitcher early and stretch out and then go into the rotation later on. But there's a couple other really interesting names. Number one, Julio Urias, right? Is this a good Lizardo replacement? I think he's a he. He's got to slip into the third spot. I think, and I think that's the guy. I think he can uh, be the Lazardo type guy that you're looking for. Yeah, I I, I kind of love it. I, I kind of yeah. love it. Like like I think a lot of teams with players like that are looking at this situation as all right. Like nature gave us an opportunity to control their innings this year. We don't even have to deal with it, but they get to put them in the rotation, stretch them out, pitch them every every fifth day, maybe throw an extra inning more than what they wanted. Yeah. You you mentioned, and I'm going all over the place here, sorry. You, <laughs> me, you, me, you mentioned when we were talking before, you really don't think that the two-inning start and the three-inning start like we were talking about a, a week ago and that a lot of people are scared about, you don't really think it's going to be that big of a problem, do you? No, I mean, a lot of things changed. You know, there was every single team said that they were going to be limited and then it started changing. Once the guys came in, obviously these guys were throwing during the quarantine time. So a lot of these guys are there. Some of them look horrible. Otani, do you see him the other day? Oh, yeah. He had like eight walks and hit by pitches in three innings. Uh, Ball 12. (laughs) Yeah. 
wild thing. All right, so back to the Dodgers. Let's finish up this rotation because we got yep. th- we got three names in there. Dustin May is kind of a swing guy. Ross Stripling is the ultimate swing guy, right? He's perfect because got uh, Alex Wood and too. Alex Wood. You you know I love him. He's yeah. uh, I like I. If if it wasn't for the fact of where he was on his own rotation, I'd bet this man for the Cy Young. I know that's crazy, but in in twelve starts, he, he did that he, almost like a couple years yeah, ago. He's yeah, he's one of those get that goes on a scorcher, and, and he'll, he'll go on a ten or twelve where he'll be the best pitcher in the league for 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 a month and a half. And then they got that kid uh, Tony Gonsolin, who they love. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of options, lot of options there, man. This is definitely you. If you just say I'm going to take a Dodgers pitcher, you're good. It doesn't matter. Any one of these, you're in good well, shape. Uh, another guy that was signed in the off season, uh, Jimmy Nelson. He's uh, out for the year. He had a uh, back surgery just recently. Right, so. right. Yeah, that was just he, he that, that. That was kind of like a sign and stash kind of thing. So you're yeah, more signing them for the future than this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. The the other the other rotation I wanted to uh, touch on a little tiny bit too, because it's a little unique and they're talking some funky stuff. Is the Reds? Like mm. they, you look at the team and they have one of these rotations that's just easy, right? You look at it one through five, it's perfect. With Tyler Molly, who's a, a guy that we have loved in the past and still do, yeah. still do. A, as another option as well. But they already gave Sonny Gray the opening day start. They already announced that. And there's to- they're talking about Trevor Bauer going out every fourth day and everybody else going categories around that. I don't even understand that. Like, I can't figure out why they're talking about that. But uh, as Trevor Bauer truthers here, we love it. I mean, we're invested in him. So, yeah, go out there every three days. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, I, th- I think, uh, I don't know if they're going to try to risk that with going four days, but if one of these guys slips off and Bauer has to jump in there, I'm sure he will. Oh. And uh, with them having one of the easiest schedules for the first three weeks of the season, you know, they could all, their their entire starting staff could be 3 0 going into the fourth week of the season. Right. Yeah, I agree uh-huh. with that. So the, the, the last team that you mentioned that I have some interest in is Tampa Bay, okay? Because mm. they have a lot of these type of players, like you said, the, the, the swing guys, that you don't know if they're going to start and they're going to do this opener crap or anything like that. That's another guy. I would bet Ryan Yarbrough for the Cy Young Award. I know. You already I said would. that. That's what I would. Because I, I, was, I was watching him the other day just, just to see it. But the kid, the kid is good, and he's yeah. the guy that follows the opener all the time. He'll go four or five innings, sometimes twice a week. Yeah. He, he doesn't he's not gonna have to deal with the five inning rule for the wins because he doesn't start the first inning so th- Perfect. Th- this guy could go and throw 70 plus 70 80 innings and get eight nine wins wow you know and if that's the crazy. strikeout rates there and the ratios are good and they win the division that's a dark horse right there I'm gonna have to look that up I'll put that out on Twitter uh, tomorrow I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna I- he might be field for the Cy Young, yeah. the bet, yeah. All right. But and jump on I don't it. Know. Then. Hey, I'm hitting 22 to one golf bets. I might as well pop it in on, <laughs> on Ryan Yarbrough. Okay. Wait, wait, which you which you're gonna start posting right on the website? Uh, I I'm not really ready to start my sports writing career talking about golf. 
but I, I am I am putting all my picks out on Twitter. I'm three for my last three, and yeah, I, I put out uh, it, my my pick for this week. It's on Twitter. You guys could look it up. By the time I put this out, the the tournament have already have started. So we'll see. It's Victor Hovland to to finish in the top twenty at plus money plus I think it was one sixty five something like that. If I if I had to take one guess on Cy Young, not Yarborough, it'd be Charlie Morton. Oh, not I love bad. that guy. I love him. Yeah. He's nasty. High strikeout yeah. rate. And and yeah. he he is by far the leader of that pitching staff. He is the not just because he's old, but he's the leader. Blake Snell is not a leader. Like the this is the guy the whole team gravitates around. And the yeah. writers see these things and they know these things. So if you have equal statistics, it's gonna go to the good to the good guy. That's the clubhouse guy that's running the team. And that's what Charlie actually, Martin is. I actually heard two of the uh uh hitters talking about uh thank god we signed him and he's on our team because i don't have to face him yeah no kidding yeah yeah he's absolutely nasty so um and, uh, i i, I want to talk about before but before we uh move on i want to talk a little bit about the cardinals but not the pitching rotation i want to talk about this outfield situation all right okay our our, right. our boy uh our boy nick mimi is busy crunching football right now so he can't be with <laughs> us and you know he probably would have walked out when we start saying negative things about telling cars <laughs> so we're gonna sneak attack him when he's not paying attention and talk about the cardinals and, and then we'll see what happens there so so what do you got on this man it sounds like uh the, the Carlson batting in the middle of the lineup and, and everybody saying that he's going to be a big beneficiary of the universal DH that it may, we might have uh, stepped on the gas a little too soon with that. What do you think? I, I think so. Uh, he actually uh, had a really good start to the spring and everyone was, the hype train was there. Nick was driving it and uh, basically he kind of slumped. At the end of the the end of the spring, and uh, they're actually thinking about not starting his service time to uh, do that while they have Tyler O'Neill, who has the the biggest biceps in the major leagues, and uh, Bader, who the master. the master Bader, I love him. Uh, his defense, I, I guarantee you, he's going to be solid this year. And then they got uh, some really overpaid guy in right field, uh, Dustin Fowler. So. Dexter, bro. Know. You just said Dustin Fowler. All right. I love it. Dustin? What? You said Dustin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dexter shouldn't even be out they there. They don't even look even a little bit alike. <laughs> Six, Sixteen and a half million dollars. So they have a reason to put him out there. And, God. you know, they have they, they they have a built-in DH in Matt Carpenter. He should be DHing. Like, their, their infield would look... Kind of nice with uh, Goldie, Colton, Edmund at, at at third, and Dejanga short. There's a natural fit for the DH there, and Car- yeah. Carlson might get pushed out. I, I think it's going to happen. Uh, the other thing too is you mentioned the service time. This the the Chris Bryant rule this year is only six days. Yeah. So yeah. all of these prospects are going down. It makes no sense. Like. No sense whatsoever for six days. Leave them down, get Mm -hmm. the extra year, set up that Super 2, and and deal with it on the back end. All right? What do you want to talk about next? Relief pitchers. Okay. Yeah, the the guys that you love. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I said it on the last pod. I'm not even yeah. I, in our our home league. I'm not even going to have a starting pitcher on my team. Why is that? Why is that? Because I stole him from you. You didn't steal him. I gave him all to right, you. All right. Well, we had a drink and we had made a deal. There were beers so involved. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I got a star, man. I got Liberator out of it, man. You know we love that guy. So. A rookie is a rookie is a rookie. Okay, Lenny. <laughs> So, uh, what you want to do is uh, uh, obviously you want to target those pitchers that we were talking about that have the good schedules on good teams and they can provide wins. All right. You want to get the back end closers who are going to have actually more than three save attempts. Uh, so, in the middle of that, you want to grab these uh, elite relief pitchers who we've we've touched base on a couple of them. I won't get too in, de- in depth with them, but uh, Seth Lugo, I love him. Uh, Aaron Bummer. Another one's Matt Barnes, Krinchak, Blake Trinan, uh, Rowan Wick, and Emilio Pagan. What do, you, what do you think about those guys? Well, they, they're, I, I, I mean, let, let's talk my strategy. So if I take those, those three guys, those seven guys you had, right? None of them, none of them are projected closers at this point. So I'm going to take those seven guys and then draft three closers. Now auction dollars. What's that going to cost me? Maybe. Say say forty dollars for the three closers and ten dollars for the other seven guys, right? So I just got my <laughs> I got my whole pitching staff for fifty, sixty bucks. So I could get every hitter in the world, even though the best one isn't gonna play. And Ooh. what's gonna happen? I'm gonna win ERA, I'm gonna win whip, I'm gonna be decent in wins believe it or not because a lot of starting pitchers won't go the full five even though some of the elite ones will maybe i'll put maybe that's what i'll do i'll put one elite pitcher on there i'll draft a kershaw or something like that to put in front of them just to get a, a, a whole whole bunch of wins adding up but you're gonna just absolutely dominate in the ratios and they're still gonna get you the strikeouts if if a pitcher like Karinchak throws four innings a week, you're going to get seven strikeouts. Well, in, in one game. In a week. Yeah. In a week. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if he, if he throws four game. innings in, in in a week, you're going to get seven strikeouts. That's, yeah, what you're, that's what you're hoping for from your normal sixth starting pitcher, right? He had 74 strikeouts in 30 innings last year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so you get these elite elite relievers with a high high. They have a higher K rate than most of the starters. They're going to have elite ratios, and they're going to hold their own on the strikeouts. So I'm doing it, man. I'm I, you know what? You only live once. This is a wacky season. I'm doing it. I'm drafting all relief relief pitchers, and I'm not putting. Maybe I'll, I'm going to get Kershaw or somebody like that and put him in front. Just get one token because I got to spend my money somewhere, right? Stay stay away from Lugo. All right, or or a pen will come. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, Andy. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, give this back to Trevor? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm uh, on Twitter. Obviously, where am I at? You know where I'm at, Jeff. Oh, at, at amac two two nj. Yeah, I'm at J Trello. Uh, guys, 20. ask me ask me some questions if you guys want to uh, uh, want me to dig in on one of the prospects. I can start doing some work on that and help you out. Yeah, if there's uh, a specific to- prospect you want him to break down, whether it's somebody you have your eyes on for for the future or an impact prospect for this year. Hit him up, man, and and that's that'll be the one we did next. He, wh- who'd you do? You did Varsho already, 
which yeah. I loved. And now, now word came out yesterday that he's expected not necessarily to make the team, but definitely have impact at bats this year. They they were saying that. So that you were spot on with that. One day ahead, of, yeah. one day ahead of the news cycle. So yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. We'll we'll take a peek at that. Andy's there for all your baseball needs. Me and Nick, we're kind of we're kind of in football mode. You know, we're working on the Scott Fishbowl. I I'm working on dynasty leagues and 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 devi leagues i'm drafting freaking running backs that are 16 years old it's ridiculous but <laughs> you, you gotta learn this stuff man if i if i want to do this i gotta i gotta be the best at it so i'm going deep man i'm going deep on this stuff i, I drafted the the third running back on lsu like third string I drafted oh, him. Geez. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> it's gonna work. Me and you will also be hitting hard on the DFS once it starts. Yeah, around. yeah. That that's my baseball ramp up. I'm not. I'm not really going all that hard on the uh, on the season long baseball, but I'm all in for the DFS because there's going to be an edge every single day, and and as long as you're on top of the news cycle, you know how to break down the the, the analytics and and look at a lineup. I'm a big lineup guy, especially this year. I want those guys that are bat getting the the fifth at bat every game i'm huge on that so we'll definitely be breaking that down all the time nick will probably ignore him on the baseball stuff the rest of the way just let him do the season-long football crap and and keep it moving right yeah because football's coming around soon too as well it's here bro it's here yeah it's in full swing man and that that that's why you know we got to keep baseball alive man it's it's getting pushed out you know a, a lot of the a lot of the experts and the analysts and everything, they usually move their stuff from baseball to football on the 4th of July. And here we are a week past that and baseball didn't start yet. So it's kind of like the bastard stepchild this year getting swept under the rug, you know, and I'm even, I'm a baseball purist and my, my interest level is much less than football going in right now. So we got to dial it up. We got to make it happen. We got to be there for our people, right? I got you. All right, man. Last try. Anything uh, intelligent to say before we go? I rarely go. Yeah. No, nothing. You said a couple yeah. of smart things today. All right. All right, Trevor. Take us out. Peace. Right. Peace.